Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today, I want to talk about uh, recent reporting about Abby Loeb uh, and his, his he was he, he had his mission. Finally, he went out to the uh, Papua New Guinea uh, in the uh, near the uh, off the coast of Papua New Guinea to search for what he thinks could be something interstellar or even possibly extraterrestrial in nature. That's something that crashed down in the in the ocean there back in uh, 2014. And I thought it was. Uh, you know, pretty interesting. I, I, I've actually criticized this effort in the past. I, I well, during po previous podcasts uh, a while back, probably over six months ago, eight months ago. Uh, but it might turn out that it is something after all. There's been different articles that have come out now. Some of the articles apparently uh, are saying things that aren't really 100% true. I think they are uh, uh, basically confabulating things. Uh, for instance, there's an article in the. Uh, in the Washington Examiner uh, that just recently came out about this. And according to people on Twitter, that this is uh, basically tabloid material and it's not really true. Uh, so uh, we're going to check that. I'll just, I'll show you that article here quick. Um, and I, I don't think that this is uh, again, this is, I don't, I don't think this is a realistic article. So basically what they're saying here, it makes it sound more sensational than it really is. It says here, UFO hunters say spacecraft debris appears artificial in origin. Uh, it says, then it goes on to say, two Harvard University scientists, widely known as alien hunters, said debris recovered from an unidentified flying object that crashed into the Pacific Ocean in January 2014 appears to be artificial in origin. And it says Professor Avi Loeb and researcher Amir Suraj recovered 50 anomalous iron spheres last week after tracking down the UFO in question named IM-1 as part of a $1.5 million underwater search off the coast of Papua New Guinea. Uh, and it says after analyzing the metallic alloys, both scientists concluded they belong to an interstellar spacecraft. The composition is anomalous compared to human-made al alloys, known asteroids, and familiar astrophysical sources, Loeb said. Uh, now, I just want to stop there for a second, because this whole thing needs to be apparently uh, these things need to be examined. Uh, it's, nobody knows anything yet, really. Uh, but again, these they, they are uh, optimistic that this that at the very least that this object, it could be an interstellar meteor, which is uh, something rare to come up with, I guess, uh, from a scientific stand uh, point of view. But uh, there was another article here I want to share. This is from The Independent. This was uh uh, why I, I think this article is a little bit more uh, down to earth. Uh, this was, uh, it says here, why a Harvard professor thinks he may have found fragments of an alien spacecraft. They don't know yet again, exactly. They just don't know yet. And I actually can see this picture here. He's standing there holding a piece of it. And you see this thing right here. This is one of the uh, sphere uh, spheres that they found, these tiny spherules uh, on the ocean floor uh, in the Pacific Ocean where this thing came down in 2014. And I'll go through some of this article here. It says, after spending five years studying the night skies for signs of extraterrestrial life, Harvard University astrophysicist Abby Loeb believes he has found proof of their existence at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Loeb has just completed the $1.5 million expedition searching for signs of a mysterious meteor dubbed IM-1 that crashed off the coast of Papua New Guinea in 2014 and is believed to have come from interstellar space. The 61-year-old told the Independent he oversaw a team of deep-sea explorers who found 50 tiny spherules or molten droplets using a magnetic sled that was dropped from the expedition vessel, the Silver Star, two, uh, two kilometers underneath the surface of the ocean. He believes the tiny objects, about half
half a millimeter in size, are most likely made from a steel titanium alloy that is much stronger than the iron found in regular meteors. Further testing was now required, but Professor Lowe believes they either have interstellar origins or have been made by an advanced extraterrestrial civilization. That's pretty interesting. Now, <laughs> if they're made by an, if it turns out that he uh, that they're able to prove maybe that they were made from an, by an advanced interstellar or extraterrestrial uh, civilization, that that's highly interesting. Now, I actually also found like he actually published something himself today about this. Uh, there was I'm not going to read all these articles, but I just want to point out there's a lot more testing that needs to be uh, conducted on this to, to determine what's what's going on with these things uh but uh, so we really can't say again it's just early these things were just found last week so there needs to be more investigation in fact he had his, his own little article that he put out uh, on it was just in newsweek today and uh i'm going to look at tech check this one out a little bit uh i was scrolling through this article before i uh start up the podcast to see what they're what he was saying himself uh and again he's not really he doesn't know um he doesn't he doesn't know what what it is yet again there needs to be more testing and everything done it says in the coming weeks we will examine carefully any clue for the spherules being different from solar system materials this will constitute independent evidence for the interstellar origin of im1 in addition to its measured speed it says the expedition demonstrates how science should be done, driven by raw curiosity and wonder on a topic of great interest to the public while seeking evidence to find the truth and finding it despite all odds after a heroic effort by a team of dedicated professionals. Uh, let me go. Let me scroll down here a little bit. Uh, he says here, we often complain about politicians ignoring evidence that contradicts their narrative. Similarly, scientists should not dismiss data that violates their models. Reality stays whatever it is, irrespective of whether we choose to ignore it. In the long run, it is better to adapt to reality than to ignore it. I guess he's calling out scientists out there in the world who have closed minds on this whole subject. Uh, but hey, you know, again, and he's this is that Abby Loeb, of course, he has that he's running that Galileo project, which is trying to search, study UFOs here. So, in addition to doing this, he also is uh, behind the Galileo project. Uh, so that's something else he's doing now. Of course, I know people in the UFO community are some sometimes divided about Abby Lowe, but I give him credit because he's a scientist and he is trying. And hey, this might turn out to be uh, something. It might turn out to be extraterrestrial. I guess I, it, more research is needed to, to determine what these little uh, things are. These small, tiny little pellets, uh, what they are, where they came from. I mean, it could just be part of an interstellar meteor. Uh, I guess we're going to find out as time goes on. But anyway, continuing here with what Loeb said, he says, ultimately, other people beyond Galileo Galilei would realize that the Earth is not at the center of the solar system, so there is no point in, in denying. And in fact, acknowledging Galileo's insight allowed humanity to design successful space missions. Uh, yes, exactly. He says here, having an open, later on, he says, however, an open-minded approach would consider materials of different composition than solar system rocks just because the first interstellar meteor could have originated from an environment very different from the solar system. Uh, as it turns out, this argument was already made in a paper that I published in the Astrophysical Journal Letters last year with Amir Siraj. And he says here, in my last class of the spring semester at Harvard, I asked my students for advice on what to do if we find an extraterrestrial gadget. Half of the class recommended pressing buttons on it and the other half expressed caution. When one, one of the students asked, what would you do, Professor Loeb? I replied, I will bring it to a laboratory and study it before engaging with it. 
Uh, we are starting to make plans on the next expedition in the spring of 2024. The spherules serve as romantic rose petals, leading us to a partner, which in our case is a possible large relic of IM1. So he's looking for a he wants to look for a bigger piece of this. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it extraterrestrial? I, I mean, I don't know. I have my doubts on that one. Uh, but I mean, of course, is it could have an interstellar meteor? Okay, uh, I guess it's a great find and, and all of that. But again, I'm, uh, I don't know. Uh, is there a technological device down there still waiting? Uh, maybe I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, I, I still think that my, my, I guess my original feeling on this was that, you know, this could be considered uh, by some people, especially in the UFO community, you know, wasting time. And I think this, you know, why not just focus with the Galileo project stuff, trying to figure out what these UFOs are doing here rather than this, but maybe they will find something. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I guess that's, it's, it's very possible. I hope I am wrong. I hope this does turn out to be extraterrestrial. I guess we're going to find out as time goes on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, but anyway, let's. I want to move on. There's some other things I want to talk about here today. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, there was some stuff that came out on uh, that I found on Twitter today, and this is with regard to the David Grush uh, potential hearing. And so I want to talk about that. Uh, there was a tweet put up by one of my uh, regular followers, Saywon P, and he put it up on Twitter today, talking about um, what's coming down the pike this month with regard to David Grush. And it says here, uh, he talked to a staffer, same one did, uh, from Representative Luna, who deals with the UAP issue. And he was told that David Grush will be testifying publicly at the House Oversight Committee uh, meeting that's going to that's gonna happen this month sometime. Estimated hearing time frame, July 20th to July 31st. So by the end of this month, it looks like we're going to have a, a live hearing, at least in the House, uh, with David Grush, where there was hope, we were hopeful that something like this was going to happen. And apparently it's still not uh, over. There might happen. There actually might be another hearing before the end of the month in a Senate committee hearing. I asked, I asked that question to say one and he responded by saying, uh, not as I said, is there any update on the Senate committee hearing and whether Grush will testify publicly there as well? And he says, not as of yet, but they are working on it. Uh, and then there's other people asking, will it be televised? And 
Yeah, obviously, anything that's on there, that's, that's any of these committee hearings, you'll be able to find them televised. Either the the, the House or, or the Senate, who's ever uh, presenting these hearings, are, they'll have it televised on, you'll, you'll find on government websites. And also uh, C-SPAN televises things like this, C-SPAN, C-SPAN 2. Uh, so you'll definitely be able to find it. And uh, so that's something to uh, uh, look forward to. So I am looking most most certainly forward to that. I, I think that that would be a major step. And hopefully hopefully it's not just Grush, too. I think we need to have some other people stepping forward uh, in addition to Grush. Uh, it would be nice to have some of the actual people who are uh, involved in these programs working on them and, and have them present information. It would also be even be better if we were to get some uh, more videos or documentation or pictures because uh, apparently Grush said he saw these things. Uh, and speaking of uh, whistleblowers, uh, actually, also Lou Elizondo has been uh, in the uh, on the. There's been discussion about him going to be uh, talking publicly again. He's pretty pretty been pretty much on a hiatus for a while now. Uh, he basically hasn't been doing any kind of interviews online with any podcasters, anything for a, for a long time now. But apparently, he is going to be talking about. Um, uh, he's going to be talking about something uh, on Twitter. People are saying that uh, uh, he has some truth bombs he's preparing to start uh, throwing. So uh, hopefully, in addition to Grush, we get some new stuff coming from Lou Elizondo. And Lou Elizondo, over the over the years, as, as we all know, has talked about things that he has seen. Like he's talked about videos that he has seen. He has he said he actually said that those three Pentagon videos from 2017, 2018 that were leaked. He said that they are. They were basically nothing compared to some of the other ones that he saw, right? So uh, I, I would be interested to see maybe maybe we're going to get start getting some more leaks like that. Uh, but he said he actually saw a video where there were you could see beings in craft that were only filmed fifty feet away from some of these uh, flyers. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, hopefully that's going to be a big thing too uh, coming up. So hopefully, in addition to Grush and potentially maybe other whistleblowers potentially testing testifying publicly on on top of it, maybe we'll have Lou Elizondo in the background throwing out some truth bombs on top of it and releasing more information. Uh, plus, he has that book that's been in the works. Hopefully, that's going to be getting released at some point soon. Uh, I think we're moving forward. It looks, you know, we're, 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 I think we're going towards some end game. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be this year. It could be next year. It could be 10 years from now, but we are moving forward. There's still seems to be information coming out and hopefully this is going to be, uh, uh, I, I, I'm really hoping to see some good stuff coming from Lou Elizondo. I have been looking forward to his book for a long time as I know a lot of us have. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to reading that, but I mean, if there's anything else that he could come, come forward to talk about now i mean basically does that new whistleblower language uh that went into effect starting earlier this year does that allow him now to, to tell us more than he couldn't tell us before i mean i would hope so you know is he going to be somebody that be testifying that would be fantastic wouldn't it so yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to uh the future here the this year i, I i've talked to some people today i've uh uh, I, I, I texted uh, Shannon Scott for military witnesses to UAP. He's very optimistic about things coming down the pike. He thinks this is going to be a great year, and he has some inside connections, so he knows more than I know. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm very optimistic right now, uh, and I think that we might be heading towards something. Uh, you know, maybe enough, enough things might happen here as the, as the summer proceeds that maybe finally cause this whole balloon to finally burst. All right, I'm going to go see look at some of the comments here that have been coming in. 
a lot of people saying hello. Uh, <laughs> Mark, the latest comment here, don't bring me down, Grush. I guess some people don't. Uh, 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 yeah, UFO community is divided on Grush. Of course, there's a lot of people I talk about, uh, talk, you know, a lot of people who follow my podcast and YouTube channel who's, you know, some people don't don't believe in Grush. And I still don't see how somebody might see my whole issue with this is I don't see how um, somebody in his position is going to be testifying under oath and lying. Why any, Why would anybody put themselves in that position? And what about some of these other whistleblowers uh, that are testifying under oath? Why would anybody put themselves in a position where they could get go to prison? I mean, if you lie under oath, then you could go to prison. So I, that's, that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I think he's telling the truth. And besides that, I mean, again, a lot of us already knew all the stuff he was talking about. Apparently though, the difference between him and us is that he was actually talking to some people who were working on these programs. And he, according to him, he says he saw documents, videos, and photos. So there's a difference. Okay. Let's see here. Somebody else says food and water music says I'm pretty much angry all day, every day. Cannabis helps. I'm so tired of humanity's losing streak. <laughs> uh, okay, I missed some comments from earlier here. Let me uh, scroll up here. Gabriel Akari says, perhaps someone of the corporate-controlled politicians in the United States Congress got the balls to demand that the corporate intelligence community release the secret files regarding the ET, UFO, UAP t uh, topic. Well, that's what we're all hoping for. I don't know. Uh, someone in the corporate could, yeah. Yeah, you would think that maybe some of these corporations would want to rock the boat but maybe that's part of the problem corporations let's 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 think about this for a minute corporations do they really would you do you think that they want to rock the boat do you think that they want to uh, mess with the economy at all i don't know about that that could be part of this issue part of the thing that's holding this back maybe there's some corporate uh, corporate uh entities that are you know that pay politicians that basically pay for their campaigns who don't want this to come out maybe they're afraid of what uh uh, disclosure would cause to the to, to their business. I mean, that could be something to be concerned about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But may, maybe it'd be nice to see some of these politicians, you know, say, you know, you know what, I don't care what you say. But then, of course, they might get destroyed. Who knows uh, how how that will go? But at the same time, maybe there's some people in corporations that they're just like you and me, and they're they're sick of this cover up too, and they just want to get it over with. And maybe maybe they look at it, it might be a good thing for humanity. It might. Uh, Maybe we'll there'll be better prosperity for everyone. Maybe they'll some people look at it that way. We we don't really know. Uh, I, I don't even think a lot of these people. A lot there's a lot of people in this world who don't even think about this subject at all. Hardly. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, Sugar Sharp says in the newest episode of Weaponized, towards the end of the episode, they strongly hint Grush will be testifying in the next few months, as if they know but don't want to say it. Yeah, well, it seems like he is going to be testifying according to information that we got here today uh, that he will be testifying publicly. And that would be very interesting, of course. I mean, for us to be able to sit there and watch this happen live on live TV, that most certainly will be uh, very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of good days from Jesse, uh, good evenings from Magnus. Uh, uh, Magnus didn't like the stuff I was talking about. Grush, oh, the ELO song, Don't Bring Me Down, Grush, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I'll get you now. I remember that song. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, some of the things that are coming down here uh, this month. I mean, this month could be jam packed. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if we're ever, ever again going to get a week like we had uh, when Grush first, the story of Grush first came out and we had the Vegas UFO. We had uh, stories about other whistleblowers. I mean, there was just so much going on in that one week. Uh, I'd like to see another week like that, but even bigger. 
Uh, I want to see an even bigger week than that. And speaking of the Vegas UFO, now I just want people to know, I met, for, failed to mention yesterday, I had a guest, well, uh, I had Scott Roeder on again, the crime scene reconstruction expert. And uh, there's some, what, I'm, I'm, there's going to be one more podcast. Hopefully it's going to be uh, completed on, on Friday. Uh, I'm working on uh, an overall uh, discussion about, I, I want to talk about uh, the timeline of the whole thing from beginning to end, talk about what parts of the story that were uh, publicized were, were false, what parts could be true, what parts are unknown. So I, I, there's going to be, just so for people out there, I, I get some emails from people wondering, hey, how come you don't do more on that? Uh, I am doing more on it. I, I, I think it's a story that needs to be talked about a lot more. I still think that there's something to the uh, Vegas alien story. I don't think that, that I don't think it's a hoax. I just don't think it is uh, based on a lot of different factors, which I'm not going to get into right now. I've already talked about them a number of times, but I thought, you know, today I wanted to really talk about uh, the story with Abby Loeb. Uh, I think it's interesting. I like to find out what these spheroids, uh, spheroid, what, what are they, how does he call it? What does he call them? Spheroids. Uh, what, what are they? Uh, where are they coming from? Uh, are they coming from? I mean, in the one uh, the one article I was reading, he was talking about that they could uh, some portions looked like uh, could be something that's that's 14 billion years old. I mean, wow, uh, that's that's interesting in itself, even if it's not extraterrestrial. Right. But uh, the fact that it's interstellar and it's 14 billion years old, that's that's some interesting artifacts to have in hand that this thing might have been traveling through this universe since the beginning of time. Uh, since the universe started. So that's just, even if it's not extraterrestrial, it's still interesting material uh, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me check out the comments here. Again, I just wanted to do a quick show to talk about this, uh, uh, what, what's going on with Abby Loeb. I thought it was an interesting discussion item. And of course, the updates with Lou Elizondo. I mean, he's, uh, if it's true, I guess, you know, George Knapp, he's somebody that's, uh, he's an insider. He has more information than than we do, right? So he's hearing something that, you know, it sounds like Elizondo's going to be tossing some truth bombs along with more Grush stuff. I know people don't like, not everyone out there is a, a Grush fan, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me uh, for this little quick update. Uh, so until next time.